0: Would it not be reasonable for someone who is investigating The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to ask for evidence that validates the truth claims mentioned in the Book of Mormon? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. On Monday, we began looking at an article that is in the April 2022 edition of the Leahona Magazine It was written by a former LDS missionary, a woman by the name of Megan Thompson Ramsey. It was titled, I Do Not Know the Meaning of All Things, and That's Okay. She begins this piece by relating a story of what took place while she was on her mission, where she says, I'll never forget a lesson I had with a young woman on my mission. She kept asking for physical or tangible evidence that the Book of Mormon was true, and Megan admits she did not have answers to the questions that she was being asked. But Megan finds that to be okay, because as she says, I realized it wouldn't have mattered if I had physical evidence to prove the Book of Mormon was true. Proof wouldn't give her faith. Now, we may agree with what she's saying here, that proof doesn't necessarily give a person faith. We know that even when Jesus rose from the dead, there were people that didn't believe even after that. There were people who ate of the loaves and fishes who probably walked away full, but didn't really believe that Jesus was the Messiah. So we would agree up to that point. However, evidence does to help someone towards that faith that they need. And as I mentioned yesterday, it certainly was the case in my life where I was not about to believe in the Bible if there was not something that was at least historically accurate that I could put my trust in, or archaeologically accurate that I could put my trust in, in order then to move on to the spiritual message. Yesterday, we cited Jeffrey Holland. And Jeffrey Holland, as a Mormon apostle, he said that to consider that everything of saving significance in the church stands or falls on the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon, and by implication, the prophet Joseph Smith, I would think if that's true, and as Holland goes on to say that if the Book of Mormon isn't true, if Joseph Smith is not a prophet, then the LDS church is not true. It is false, he said. You would think if so much is riding on this decision, you would be foolish not to ask for some kind of physical or tangible evidence that would give some validity to the Book of Mormon, the story that Joseph Smith told about the Book of Mormon, and perhaps even the contents of the Book of Mormon. So when this investigator asks for some tangible evidence, I commend her for that. And perhaps Megan Thompson Ramsey, maybe she laments the fact she didn't have answers. That could have moved that individual to the next phase. But it doesn't seem that Megan Thompson Ramsey really cares. Because as far as she's concerned, physical evidence to prove the Book of Mormon, eh, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have convinced her. And I ask, how does she know that? Perhaps this person didn't join because Megan didn't have any answers. I don't know. She doesn't give enough details in this article. But there's other statements about the Book of Mormon that I think are equally important to consider, even perhaps more so than some of the things that were said here by Jeffrey Holland.
1: I think the Book of Mormon is the foundation of Mormonism, as we've just heard from Jeffrey Holland, and yet it's a shaky foundation. If it's the cornerstone of this religion, I think that's problematic with all of the problems that the Book of Mormon has, as we've discussed these past two days. Let me give you a citation from Milton R. Hunter. Milton R. Hunter was a Seventy, and in General Conference in October of 1965, in Conference Report, page 83, listen to what he says. This dynamic witness has come to me as it has the thousands of other people who have followed Moroni's injunction, and he's referring to Moroni 10.4, the idea that you pray about the Book of Mormon and see if it's true, and if it is, you'll have this, this revelation that it is. He says, as a result of a gift of God through the power of the Holy Ghost... I know as positively as I know any other fact with which I am thoroughly acquainted that the Book of Mormon is true. It is a divine and sacred record of the history and religion of the ancient Americans. This knowledge is so thoroughly entrenched in my entire being that with all my heart, strength, and might, I bear testimony to the divine authenticity of this holy book. What do you think of that, Bill? The idea that he says he knows as positively as I know any other fact, that's scary.
0: Well, if you asked him how he knew that, I'm sure Milton R. Hunter would say, well, because I prayed about it. God revealed its truthfulness to me, as he will if you follow the guidelines of Moroni 10.4, which of course means that you have have to have a sincere heart, you have to have a real intent, and also have faith in Christ. But yet I find that whenever I ask a Mormon missionary— That if someone were to do that, and I'm sure thousands have, they followed that formula as the missionary spelled it out according to Moroni 10.4, and I would guarantee you thousands of them who have done that did not feel that the Book of Mormon was true. Do the missionaries take that into account? Does the church take that into account? Does any Latter-day Saint take into account the many thousands of people who have prayed according to Moroni 10.4 and did not feel that God told them that this was true, but in fact told them it was not true? Does any Latter-day Saint take that subjective feeling seriously? No, they don't. That's why this is a bad way of testing something
1: it's just a bad way to do it. Because Jesus never asked us to have blind faith. And even to Thomas, he said, touch me. And I think that's something that um, a lot of Latter-day Saints don't understand. We do have faith as Christians. We've said this before, but we have faith in something that has evidence behind it. I'm blown away by Bruce R. McConkie, an apostle of the Church, in the General Conference of April 1968 in Conference Report, page 21. Listen to what he says as far as the importance of the Book of Mormon. Now I am one who knows by the power of the Spirit that this book is true, and as a consequence, I also know, both by reason and by revelation from the Spirit, of the truth and divinity of all the great spiritual verities of this dispensation. For instance, and now he's going to give us a list, I know that the Father and the Son appeared to Joseph Smith, because the Book of Mormon is true. I know that the gospel has been restored, and that God has established his church again on earth, because the Book of Mormon is true. I know that Joseph Smith is a prophet, that he communed with God, entertained angels, received revelations, saw visions, and has gone on to eternal glory, because the Book of Mormon is true. I know that the Bible is the Word of God as far as it's translated correctly, because the Book of Mormon is true. I know that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the kingdom of God on earth, the one kingdom with legal administrators who can seal men up unto eternal life, because the Book of Mormon is true. To my testimony of the Book of Mormon, I add that of the Lord God himself, who said that Joseph Smith has translated the book, and as your Lord and your God liveth it is true, from DNC and c 17.6, then he ends it, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Notice what he's done. He's saying that because the Book of Mormon is true, then all of Mormonism is true. And not only that, he goes
0: so far as to say that he can't even trust the Bible, even if as far as it is translated correctly, which of course he's making a reference to Article 8 in the Articles of Faith, but he can't even believe the Bible to be true unless the Book of Mormon is true? How in the world do these two have any correlation in that particular case? The Bible most certainly can be true without the Book of Mormon being true. Absolutely. For anybody that believed what McConkie was saying, especially in that section of his talk, It's not being rational. They're just not being reasonable.
1: It's begging the question, circular reasoning. The Book of Mormon is true. Therefore, the whole religion of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is true. It doesn't equal.
0: Well, she goes on to quote Elder D. Todd Christofferson, who was a member of the Quorum of the Twelve, And he taught that faith will not come from the study of ancient texts as a purely academic pursuit. It will not come from archaeological digs and discoveries. It will not come from scientific experiments. It will not come from witnessing miracles. These things may serve to confirm faith or at times to challenge it, but they do not create faith. I guess it goes back to what I said earlier. When he says these things may serve to confirm faith, well, why would you say that it wouldn't lead us to faith, though? You see, that seems to be overlooked here. It most certainly would lead us to faith if some of the things regarding the Book of Mormon had some tangible evidence behind it. And she even brings it up in the next paragraph when she talks about the gold plates being shown to the whole world.
1: How easy would it be if we could show the gold plates to the whole world? Some people would definitely join the church, but others may not, because physical evidence isn't all that's required to build faith in Jesus Christ and his gospel. After all, as Jesus told Thomas, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed, John 20, 29. Well, let me respond to that, because you had
0: mentioned earlier about this very issue where Thomas had to see the nail prints in Jesus' hand. Why is it that I'm blessed because I was not there in that room when that happened? Why am I blessed because I did not tangibly see Jesus during his earthly ministry? I'm blessed because I have enough evidence that shows me that the book that presents that message is worth trusting. I believe there was a Thomas because Jesus spoke of a Thomas. I believe in Jesus because Jesus proved that he was, in fact, God manifest in the flesh by the fact that he died and he rose again from the dead. Jesus confirmed Old Testament passages, which makes me tend to confirm that those passages are true. I have nothing, absolutely nothing, to verify that a Nephi existed Or a Moroni existed, and if I have no evidence that a Moroni existed, in fact, the evidence seems to prove that he probably didn't exist, would I not be foolish to take a prayer attributed to him when there's no evidence that he ever existed?
1: Bill, we only have a minute, but the question she's asking if we could show the gold plates to the whole world, you've done a lot of evangelism using the gold plates. Let's suppose that there were gold plates and it was presented to the whole world, what would it say? What would it look like? No, they're not here. But what do we have as far as evidence with the gold plates? The evidence that the gold plates did not exist just from the weight of the plates alone.
0: And that's an argument that I've often used with Latter-day Saints. Remember, going back to Jeffrey R. Holland's statement, he says it's a sudden-death proposition. Either the Book of Mormon is what the prophet Joseph said it is, or this church and its founder are false. So we have to go by as he says, Joseph Smith's account of how the Book of Mormon came forth. That's what I'm trying to do when I use the weight of the plates as an evangelism tool. I'm trying to do exactly what Holland is saying. I'm trying to show that Smith's account is not trustworthy. I think Holland knows that. That's why they always go to the subjective. They have to get away from the evidence issue because there is
1: no evidence. You can go to our website, MRM.org, and in the search engine, type gold plates. You will see a number of articles, including videos of Bill out there sharing how the gold plates could not be real if Joseph Smith had to carry these 200-pound plates for three miles.
0: In tomorrow's show, we're going to continue with this article under the subheading where she asks the question, so what is